0: Judy Garland, Whitney Houston, Britney Spears. The story is the same. A young, beautiful girl breaks out into the limelight only to be consumed by the media. Why do they all fall in a similar pattern of stardom to a major downfall or even death? What has the Free Britney movement taught us about how we treat young women? I'm Julia. And I'm Ashley. And this is Ready? julia do you want to explain our little model that we came up with for this
1: yes because apparently we are academics and professional social analysts now we've created the feminized media model you might be like what does that mean well so feminized basically means any media associated with girls or women or girly things or things that girls like so this can be women or actresses twilight one direction um you know, whatever, Britney Spears, Amanda Bynes, uh, Whitney Houston, all the people that we've talked about, Judy Garland, anything that could be remotely girly or feminine or anything that's not a man, they kind of go through this phase in our mainstream media. So starting up, we got The Breakout. The Breakout is the young girl hitting the scene, right? This is their entry, you know, role into mainstream pop culture then they typically have to break that squeaky clean image, right? So this is the bad girl phase. The bad girl phase um, is usually them coming into adulthood. And this is them kind of going from their child star to their, you know, more adult, young woman, you know, trying to come into themselves. This is their teenage years. This makes them particularly vulnerable because we live in a very misogynistic society or we have lived in a very misogynistic society for a very long time. And we hate when young, young little girls become young women it is just something we as a society are not comfortable with um usually at this time girls are shamed for their bodies they're shamed for being sexual they're shamed you know for wanting things and having dreams they are as um my queen mariana the diamond says they're prima donna girls and they they need it all and they're shamed, whatever then we get into our breakdown because of the backlash that they get just for, you know, being human beings and owning their sexuality, um, this usually sends them into a breakdown. Think Amy Winehouse, alcoholism, drug abuse. Um, Janis Joplin did a similar thing with her fame. This is usually when it starts getting to them and they're in an unhealthy place and people are trying to, you know, take advantage of their money and things kind of go downhill. Sometimes this can be the end of the model. Some people like Anna Nicole Smith don't make it back out. Sometimes they break down and that's the end of their life but after that no matter if they go to rehab or not these women then become essentially martyrs and you see this especially um in more recent times it used to be like if they died it's what they deserved um like a lot of people kind of said that stuff about Anna Nicole Smith when she passed but now we see um with the progress we've made with feminism and the awareness we have with like our media yeah, or, or generally increased media awareness and how the media industry works, we're more sympathetic. Like you see this in the movie, Judy, about Judy Garland, so they become like these martyrs. Um, Anna Nicole Smith has become like a martyr. Amy Winehouse has become like martyr Janice Joplin. Whitney Houston, they've all become martyrs to like this awful, toxic, very misogynistic system that we live in.
0: To kind of break down the model a little bit further, where are you going to use the example of Britney Spears, especially after... The, Brit- the recent Britney Spears Hulu documentary came out, we thought this was the appropriate time to digest and evaluate this. So we're going to use Britney. So starting with the breakout again, this is when the young child star finds her fame, breaks out into stardom. So with Britney, Jean Spears was born on December 2nd, 1981 and grew up in Kentwood, Louisiana to Jamie and Lynn Spears. When she was eight, her mother took her to an audition for the all new Mickey Mouse Club where she was deemed too young. Did that stop Britney? No. So her mother decided, we're going to fully delve into this celebrity-like talent that she had um, the potential for. She found her first talent agent. She moved to New York, appeared off-Broadway and in commercials, and was a contestant in Star Search. She returned to the Mickey Mouse Club two years later and got in alongside stars such as Justin Timberlake, where they meet Christina Aguilar and Ryan Gosling. She was in the show from 1992 to the show's cancellation in 1996. From then, 1997, uh, Spears was signed to her first label, Jive Records. In 1999, when she was only 16 years old, she released the album Baby One More Time, with the titled song released as a single. This album debuted at number one, sold 10 million copies, and she became... Well, the album became the best-selling album sold by a teenager. Britney suggested to dress as a schoolgirl for the music video for Hit Me Baby One More Time. And this uh, video topped the charts for two weeks in a row. However, her first set of criticism came out of this from that outfit. But she was still able to keep this sweet Southern persona after this little incident. However, this will not last forever.
1: It did not last forever. Thank you, Ashley. So now... Britney Spears has gone from squeaky clean um, Mickey Mouse Club to what we like to call a bad girl. She was a bad girl. Um, So this is kind of like Britney Spears entering her sexy persona, but also still being kind of like sweet and Southern, as Ashley said created what a lot of people in the media like talk show hosts on the view and late night comics kind of referred to as like this paradox where she was like virginal and sweet but also a slut in the documentary uh framing britney they say that britney wasn't considered cool because she was pretending herself as slutty or sexual but young girls thought she was cool because in that video she's really owning the hallway and she's owning the school space and she's owning herself and that was like attractive to young women and that's why young women liked Brittany because they were seeing something in herself. She was, they, young girls were seeing themselves in Brittany because she was also a young woman, a young woman who wanted to also be, you know, grown, but still a kid. And I think that, that innocence is what a lot of girls go through because unfortunately part be, part of becoming a woman is also getting sexualized in a way that I don't think young men have to deal with as much. In a lot of these interviews, you're going to see them ask Britney questions like, Oh, hey, everybody's asking, you know, and everyone's talking about it. And she's like, talking about what? And they're like, your breasts. She was 16. She was a kid. And people are openly just like asking her about her body and her sex life and, and making really inappropriate comments to her. And it's extremely, it's just, it's like borderline pedophilic in some instances, because it's just, it's so creepy. And I can't believe people thought they had the right to ask this young girl questions about her body. The reason that Brittany became under such scrutiny in particular is because this was also the era of Monica Lewinsky. This was the late 90s. I don't know how familiar everyone is with Monica Lewinsky, but Monica Lewinsky is the intern who was involved with the Bill Clinton scandal in the late 90s that got him impeached. They called it an affair in the 90s, uh, but that was pre-MeToo movement. And I think if what happened with Monica Lewinsky were to happen today, it wouldn't be framed in the same way. Because she was just like a White House staffer. She was basically an intern. And he was the president of the United States. You know, there was an obvious power imbalance there. And I don't think people would have been as harsh on Monica Lewinsky today. People probably would have looked more down on Bill Clinton. Like, I don't think that people would have called it an affair. People probably would call it sexual assault or rape. I mean, obviously he was abusing his power. People were drawing a lot of illusions um, between Monica Lewinsky and Britney Spears because of this and um, making generalizations about sluts and sluts being everywhere and talking about how sweet Britney Spears became a slut and Monica Lewinsky working in the White House was a slut and it was super toxic, but I don't feel like I need to repeat it. I think you can imagine the misogyny for yourself. The next part of the segment I'm going to call Sad Girls Talking About the Bad Girls. This is as Donna Summer would say. Jay Leno, John Stewart, Conan O'Brien, David Lunderman are all people who made a lot of jabs about Britney Spears. Of course, all white men um, saying mean stuff about her. Anyways, Jay Leno worked it into his routine so frequently and so much that Madonna, Queen of Queens, was on Leno in 2003 and said to him, you better not try telling Britney jokes while I'm on. I think the media likes to, you know, give her a hard time and it takes a couple of years to figure out how to deal with that so I want to help her with that. I see her like a little sister to tell you the truth and Jay Leno, because he is a coward and a weakling, obviously because he was picking on a young woman who was very vulnerable, tried to backtrack because Madonna was not gonna take his shit. He was like, oh, oh, when you see a young person who's incredibly attractive and successful, it seems okay to poke fun at them as opposed to someone maybe not doing as well. I've had it done to me. You have your own late night show, you piece of shit. You are an extremely successful person and comedian. You are not below Britney Spears. You are a grown man who's had years of experience to mature and develop. You are picking on a young woman who has come into some success. You have no right to make fun of her. And Madonna threw that shit back in his face. Conan O'Brien, he said lines like, when Britney got out of her car, people screamed, hey, look at that bald guy with the vagina. This is after she shaved her head. Uh, John Stewart called out for telling a joke in 2004 that Britney got married to get it out of the way, probably the same way she um, lost her virginity. David Letterman has also, you know, said his jokes about young women in the media. I think you probably know right now the clip of him getting blasted for what he said to Lindsay Lohan. In 2003, after she had came out of rehab, he grilled her so hard on her rehab trip that she was like visibly shaken. And the only thing she could say is we didn't discuss this in the pre-interview, which if you don't know, if you've never worked in TV, every interview that's done is already kind of planned out ahead of time. People will tell you what they're going to talk to you about and ask you about, and you have to kind of give your consent for it. So basically, he totally broke from TV like protocol and he just went off and just decided to freelance jibe on her. Because he thought it was funny and he thought he could and he could get away with it. And also in the Britney Spears documentary, what you'll see is one of her managers was like, I managed boy bands at the time and yet lots of young men who are actors who are very sexual at the same age as Britney um, and really own their sexuality doing shirtless, you know, photo shoots and packing their pants um, for their female fans. But they never came under any scrutiny for what they did. And if they had drug addiction problems and partying problems it was just treated that they were like one of the boys, they were never grilled about it. But yeah, Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton—they all got—they all got shit on for doing things that the guys their age were doing too. So there's some clear sexism, and this took a big mental toll on Britney.
0: From all of this, this is going to lead to Britney's breakdown. To also kind of go in more detail from her downward spiral. So in 2004, Britney did get married to Kevin Federline. And just to remind everyone, the breakdown is the stage where a star faces major backlash from the media and the star hits rock bottom, may step away from the spotlight, or never bounce back from it. So in 2006, uh, Britney was caught driving her car with her son Sean on her lap. This received a lot of backlash about this incident, including quotes from Transportation Secretary Norman Mineta. Uh, He called her behavior irresponsible and troubling. And said that Spears was, quote, sending the wrong message to millions of her fans, unquote. When Britney was confronted by this, she said, quote, I love my baby more than anything, and as fortunate and experience as this has been for me and my family, if it brings more attention to child safety, then I fully support that, unquote, Spears told People Magazine. She also said it was due to a scary encounter with paparazzi, which kind of brings me thinking back to princess diana in september uh, uh, 2006 she gave birth to her second son and then in november of the same year she filed from divorce from federline this is also the time where spears was partying with paris hilton and Lindsay lohan like we said before the panty, the panty shots or actually i should say no panty shots that were taken by paparazzi which is which is really gross when you think about it like why are we taking these pictures Anyway.
1: Imagine people, like, I just imagine people releasing, like, paparazzi photos, like, zooming in on, like, Harry Styles' junk. Yeah. That would just never.
0: No one would do that today. I don't know why it was ever acceptable. Anyway, (sighs) then she unfortunately hits rock bottom. Beginning in January 2007, her close aunt, Sandra Bridges Covington, died of ovarian cancer. And then one month later, Spears spent less than one day in rehab. And the next day, she infamously shaves her own head. According to Cosmopolitan, before going into the salon, she went home to see her kids. And Federline basically told her no, that she couldn't see her kids. And then she went to the salon. After the salon, she went to a tattoo parlor and allegedly told her artist, quote, it was, you know, I just don't want anybody touching my head. I don't want anyone touching my hair. I'm sick of people touching my hair, unquote. She then went back to treatment and lost physical custody of her kids to Federline in May 2007. In October, she attempted to come back with the release of her album, Blackout, which did receive fairly positive reviews as it went to number two in the U.S. and sold 3.1 million copies. Before the album did come out, she on September 9th, 2007, she performed at the 2007 MTV Music Awards, which was supposed to be like her big, big comeback. However, her performance was panned by critics and audiences, with Spears not knowing the dance moves and barely lip syncing to the song. The name Manon of the Toronto Star commented Spears looked hopelessly dazed. She was wearing the expression of somebody who had been deposited at the Palms Casino Resort by a tornado, one that promptly twisted away, taking her clothes and sense of purpose. She was lumbering in slow motion as if somebody had poured cement into her streetwalker boots. This performance inspired the famous viral video, Leave Britney Alone, by Chris Crocker defending her performance and did not want to lose her like Anna Nicole Smith in February 2007. And now here's a clip from that video. And how fucking dare anyone out there make fun of Britney after all she's been through? All you people care about
1: is readers and making money off of her. She's a human! Her song is called Give Me More for a reason because all you people want is more, 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 more. Leave her alone. You're lucky she even performed for you bastards. Leave Britney alone. Oh my God, how fucking woke of him. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was way ahead of us. We all made fun of him for saying that about Britney Spears. But he was right. He was right. Like, that's what, that's, That was the empathetic and right thing to say. That was what we should have been doing. I think he hit it like right on the head. Like she's a human being. You just want to make money off of her. It's hard for you to see it as anything other than just like a caricature. But she's like actually someone who's going through a lot. Like she lost her aunt. She is going through a divorce. She is struggling for custody of her children. She's obviously always under this misogynistic attack of the media. She just had a rough time with her comeback.
0: So kind of going off of that a little bit, the breakdown. In January 2008, she was taken to a psychiatric facility after refusing to let her sons go back to Federline and was accused of being under a substance, could not find what that substance was. This causes her to lose full custody to Federline, so that basically means, like, she can't just freely go see her kids or anything. It has to be, like, supervised and things like that. During this time, she faced troubles between her parents and a manager and was in and out of rehab during this time. And then by the end of 2008, she was put under conservatorship by her father, Jamie. This word has been thrown out a lot uh, recently, so I wanted to define it. So according to the California courts, conservatorship is a court case where a judge appoints a responsible person or organization called a conservator to care for another adult called a conservatee who cannot care for himself or herself or manage him or her own finances. And actually what's also really sad about this time, this is actually when she did start to make her big comeback. Like this is when Circus was released and her career took off again. So it's really sad that this had to happen.
1: All right. So this last little part is called martyrdom. This is after, kind of like Ashley says, people might try to make a comeback or after the big breakdown and they've gone through something hard, they kind of get martyred, whether they're still living or they're dead. As we can see, Britney Spears is obviously still alive, but she's kind of become like a martyr of the system, or people who've died, like Anna Nicole Smith, Amy Winehouse, have become also martyrs. Same with uh, Kesha, we could say about all these ladies, but martyrdom. So Brittany, um, after being put under the restraints of her personal and financial conservatorship, um, said this in a documentary a few years back. And I quote, if I wasn't under the restraints that I'm under right now, you know, with all the lawyers and the doctors and the people analyzing me every day and all that kind of stuff, if that wasn't there, I'd feel so liberated and like myself. I'm kind of stuck in this place. And it's like, how do you deal? I just cope with it every day. When I tell them the way I feel, it's like they hear me, but they are not really listening. They're hearing what they want to hear. They're not listening to what I'm telling them. It's bad. I'm sad. Again, I think that not to keep hitting the misogyny bell, but like, I think we have a problem infantilizing women and just assuming that they can't make good decisions for themselves, which we have to go against. And obviously, Brittany was struggling and making some rough choices, but a lot of people do. As Nancy Grace said, if Nancy Grace is saying this, you listen. Nancy Grace of Fox News is saying this there might see some merit to it. A lot of male stars go through this too, but they don't get put in conservatorships. That is a point made by Nancy Grace of conservative media. Women, when they go through these things, are written off as hysterical and incompetent and emotional, and they they kind of they lose their autonomy. That was already kind of hard for them to fight for and get in the first place. So let's fast forward to today. Her conservatorship was kind of managed by two people, a guy named Andrew Wallet and then her dad. Uh, Wallet worked on the conservatorship from 2008 to 2019 as co-conservator, um, but Brittany said she had um, difficult budgetary choices going forward and couldn't afford his services anymore. So Wallet left, and then he claimed that the star Brittany will probably be under a conservatorship for the rest of her life. Then her father took over as sole conservator, and then Bessemer Trust has been since been appointed as co-conservator with her dad uh, at the request of Brittany Spears. According to Britney Spears' attorney, she has never spoken about, so this is going to be me quoting Britney through a lot of other people. Britney has never said anything directly publicly about her conservatorship. She's primarily speaking through her legal team, but according to her attorney, um, he informed her that she is afraid of her father and she will not perform again until her father is not in charge of her career. On February 11th, uh, the ruling by the LA County Superior Court, Judge Brenda Penny, uh, denied James Spears' objections to sharing her monetary control over the conservatorship uh, with Bessemer Trust. And to quote the judge, it appears that the court lacks some confidence in her father. There must be some level of conflict and some lack of confidence in the father's financial decision-making. So Brittany has never publicly or requested for the conservatorship to be dissolved, which she could. We don't know if after her father has taken off her financial conservatorship, if she'll do it or not, but That just goes to say, we don't know what she's gonna do next. We'll see what Britney chooses to do and if she'll speak out on what's going on. Side note, if you're wondering why she doesn't trust her father with money, here's a fun fact about her father. Her father never was really able to hold down a job according to the Britney Spears documentary. He uh, struggled with his own issues with addiction and he was a chef and that didn't work out. He tried opening up his own gym business. That didn't work out. He, He tried a bunch of things and none of them worked. And Brittany was the one earning money for her family for a very long time. And they really depended on her to be successful for them to be lifted out of poverty. So, And Brittany was very good at managing her career in the beginning stages. She was very financially stabby and a good businesswoman so it's very ironic now that her dad is being trusted to manage her money and it's probably also why she doesn't trust him to do it so that might be where some of that's coming from but that's all my speculation okay bringing her on home so if this britney spears story kind of sounds familiar it's because it is you could apply this model to kesha right kesha comes out she's got her fun i mean maybe she skipped the innocent breakout um but she had her bad girl phase her breakdown martyr uh miley cyrus breakout she's hannah montana then you remember when she got accused of pole dancing in like 2010 and she like definitely was not yeah look it up she wasn't doing it but then she you know broke her squeaky clean disney image and she owned herself and owned her sexuality and came out and everyone backlashed at her she had a breakdown and now she's like got the smarter thing demi lovato similar thing disney channel bad girl breakdown martyr um, where she's now open about her like her struggles from how toxically we treated her and she's like this amazing phoenix who's like risen from the ashes. like i think that what makes this story why this story keeps happening to women and why it's so powerful is yes of course the evident misogyny in the entertainment industry it's awful and the fact that men are able to still buy and sell women's crews we saw this with taylor swift and um, what happened with big machine records selling all of the rights to her songs to someone she hated that fucking scooter guy with justin bieber and scooter run and kesha getting um she was basically owned by that guy who was raping her what was his name who even cares fuck him kesha's the only one that matters and i think we see this happening in our own lives too as a women like we are all kind of in our own way like little breakout stars right we're, we're all like kids for girls and then the minute that we start getting older that we become like teenage girls um, and we start like having crushes on boys or like experimenting with, you know, wearing clothes. We're like hypersexualized from a young age. Like you have to wear clothes that cover you and you could be, you're going to be branded as a slut all of a sudden. I remember the first time that I was like sexually harassed, just walking down the street. Like I got catcalled. I was literally like 13 and I was in my Catholic school uniform. Someone came after me and my friends. We were walking home from a Menchie's frozen yogurt place. Obviously we're all the sexy stuff happens at three o'clock and this guy on a bike was like hey you little sexy Catholic schoolgirls, you want to hop on my bike and I was like what (laughs) bro I'm just trying to get some over you know and then I think it, it starts to weigh on us and we all kind of feel the weight of that and I think that's what makes these stories so relatable is that like I think as young women it's traumatic we all kind of carry that trauma a little bit so whether or not Brittany should be dissolved from her conservatorship is ultimately up to her. And I hope she gets everything that she needs and that she's happy and safe and strong. And I hope that for literally everyone listening, regardless of gender and, you know, any any young woman out there.
0: And also we should ap- even- apologize to a lot of these ladies. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Just oh my God. Yes.
0: Learn more stories about stars. All of them are very similar, very different, but similar.
1: It's, it's yeah. a weird time. The common story
0: yeah it's time to wrap on up so and also if you want to learn more about britney Spears' story we've mentioned it plenty of times but also watch hulu's documentary framing and then it's like an episode of it's the
1: new york times
0: yeah it's an episode under that until next time so please rate us five stars and leave us a review on apple podcast check out our twitter and facebook at ready rewind pod and also check out our instagram and our new tiktok at ready rewind podcast Alright, buddy, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Ready? Everyone.